a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I hear from men and women all of the time. Where are all the people I'm attracted to? Where are all the quality men? Where are all the attractive women? I mean, it goes on and on all. All of the dates I have are too boring. They're too sex crazed. They're too short. They're too this. They're too that. It's like a bad Dr. Seuss book, right? And then the old, ready, drum roll, I just don't have chemistry with anyone, right? Does this sound familiar? The truth is, is that the quality and, uh, you know, attractive people that you're looking for are everywhere. They're at the markets. They're on the apps. They're, you know, at the coffee shop, they're everywhere. And of course, you're not going to have chemistry with everyone you meet. But if you are someone who keeps finding yourself not attracted to anyone you see online or meet, that is a pattern. And it's something to look at. I always say that you can't change anybody else. All you can do is look at the patterns that are getting created for yourself and recognize and realize that it is a pattern and that patterns can be broken, but it does take something of what I call a pattern disruption to create a different result. So the first thing to really ask yourself is how are you defining chemistry anyway? Like I once worked with a woman who claimed it was very rare for her to find men she was sexually attracted to. And when we explored it more, you know, she said that when her date started, she would either feel it right away or it was just off. Like she just, you know, almost like shut herself down and friend zone the guy. And we also uncovered that she had a hard time expressing feelings, especially when she first would meet a man, and that she mostly relied on the physical aspect of the date versus building chemistry through communication. And that was a whole different, like, kind of foreign concept to her because she grew up in a home where feelings weren't expressed and had to rely more on action and physicality. And she was using sex, in fact, to feel. Because guess what sex does? It allows you to feel. And I had her do my chemistry analysis, which I often do with my clients. And it turned out that most of the men in her past relationships, she had 90% physical chemistry with and only 2% of what I call emotional chemistry with. And moreover, her exes ready? Her exes were all narcissists and or self-involved in some way. So, you know, we worked on building chemistry by teaching her how to use emotional expression, pacing, and also my method of data dating so that she learned to rely on improving the emotional intensity of intimacy on dates. And I'm not going to lie, it was really hard for her. I'll never forget when she started having a conversation with this guy online and she had a great conversation. She's like, Kim, I'm, I, I love how this guy and I are interacting, but I just don't find him physically attractive. I said, well, wait a second. You haven't even met him yet. You're relying on the pictures that you see. And quite honestly, your type isn't working for you, right? <laughs> so we got to break the pattern, right? A pattern disruption. You got to go out with someone that maybe you're not that physically attractive with, but you have this kind of emotional banter that's going really well. So she goes out on the date, and thank goodness she did, because she came back. She says, oh my gosh, Kim, I cannot believe what a great date that was. In fact, it was the best date I've ever had. I'm so glad you made me go. I said, well, what happened? She said, well, I've never felt so connected with someone. I I never felt so heard from someone. And in fact, I just found that he just got cuter as the night went on. I said, oh, really? That is so interesting. Well, that guy ended up being her boyfriend later on. She started dating him. So it was a big lesson for her. And yes, she cracked the code and broke that pattern. 
Look, at the end of the day, good chemistry is also about the ability to connect on every possible level. It's about the feeling that you are understood, that you're supported and accepted for who you are. And that really is the drug. You know, emotional intelligence is hot. (laughs) It is. And that's why it's such a big part of, you know, what I call the charisma quotient. And that's the formula I use to help people to create the attraction factor by cultivating emotional expressiveness and feeling-based conversations. But I will say that the adrenaline rush does get confusing for sure. And so with me today, I have a woman who is experiencing a hard time being attracted to men she meets and finding that quality next guy. Welcome, Maggie. Are you there? Hi. Hi. Hi, Maggie. I am here. Very, very interesting what you said because I can relate to your client. Definitely, Kim. Oh, really? Now, how would I have known that? (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I thought you might connect with that. Well, first of all, I would love, thank you for coming on. And I, I would love for you to maybe share a little bit about you and yeah, like what did you relate to? What are some of the challenges you're having? Well, absolutely. I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to speak and, and to, um, to listen to some of your great advice. I appreciate it. Um, well, just my story, basically, I was married for 24 years and, um, uh, unfortunately, um, he passed away and, uh, uh, I, I noticed in the, in the beginning of, of looking for a, a soulmate or not even a soulmate, but, you know, uh, started dating after a while. Um, I was attracting number one narcissist. And so I had to reevaluate, you know, what I'm doing to attract narcissists. And, and also I think it's part of the grieving process. You know, I, I really didn't want to think for myself in the beginning. Um, when you're a widow, you, you know, you're in grief and you're hurting and so you just don't want to think about anything, taking care of yourself or taking care of, you know, anyone else at the time because you're just worn out. Um, so that's what I was attracting at first. And then I think uh, my transition was I was attracting men, I think, or looking for men that found me uh, sexually attractive. And it just kind of bonfire because that's all they wanted is, 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 is sex or they, they, they like the idea that, um, you know, they liked the way I looked. They, they, they liked that I was beautiful. And so it was kind of like, you know, another, um, another, what do you call it when you put them up on the shelf, you know, just something beautiful to show, Oh, look at me. I'm, you know, for, for their ego, I guess is what I'm yes, trying to say. Yes, a trophy. But I, Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, it, it, it never, I, I, you know, I found it like eating when I'm hungry, eating McDonald's as opposed to a nutrition, nutritional meal. I kept eating McDonald's uh. and I'm then wondering why I was so, you know, I was full, but I, I felt empty and that's kind of how I felt in those relationships. So, you know, again, what, what, what do I want now? I'm looking for, I, I find that I'm attracted to intelligent men, but I'm not attracted to them, just like your client. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, this is, okay, that was so well put. And I, Thank I you. Want, yeah, I, I want to say, first and foremost, that it's okay to have a McDonald's shakes and to be honest, have the fries with it. Like there was <laughs> no, right. Like there's nothing, there's nothing better than tasting, you know, that and getting full from that. But to your point, after a while, it, it is an empty feeling. And then you, you start not feeling so good. Right. And I, I yeah. see this happen a lot and whether, um, and I'm so sorry about your loss. And, you know, I think you. that, you know, whether you're a widow or you've been divorced or just like in a long relationship, I mean, grief is grief. Right. And when you're getting out of that, the first thing, as you said, is like, you just want to feel good because it's been, you know, just a long time of, you know, there's a loss. And, and so that quick gratification, the McDonald's is almost necessary, you know, in some ways and Mm -hmm. to feel good, you know, in that moment, that instant gratification 
I just want to relieve you from that guilt because too, because a lot of times I think people, you know, feel that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, munching on all these, all this junk food and bad men, you know? So, um, but I, I have a question for you. So I understand that right now this, that's kind of like where your journey has been before you were married. Was this an issue at all? Or is this just more recent? Um, I think I was always looking for, for a quality partner, but again, um, I utilized my sexuality to, to, to attract them. Mm. Um, you know, just, yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't get married until I was 29. And for those of you that are listening that are good at math, I'm um, almost 60. <laughs> so oh, amazing. Um, so because I was married for 24 years and got married at 29. So, yeah, yeah I, I utilized my sexuality. Um, I loved the fact that men loved me and, you know, they would they would do what they could to to, you know, to date me. But again, I mean, it still was. Yes. To answer your question. Mm hmm. Yes, it's it was what I did in my twenties that it seems to be a pattern what I'm doing now. Um, but I I I I do I do recognize that I have grown and I and instead of um just doing what I was doing in my twenties, I'm I have reevaluated and just said, you know, what is it that I want now? Do I do I want to continue that pattern before I got married? Mm -hmm. Um, or, or do I, do I want to change what I'm putting out there so that I can receive quality men, something with substance, if we're talking about food still something with yes. substance. And yes. I had a wonderful marriage. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. a good marriage, a bad marriage. I mean, it still takes work and we didn't agree on everything, but throughout my marriage, I always felt love. And that mm. is so important. And so having that experience, I don't want to settle for just somebody that just wants me for my body or for my looks. I want somebody that wants me because he thinks I'm smart, intelligent. He, he, he wants to be uh, uh, supportive and involved in my life and loves what I do and vice versa. I love that a lot. Thank you. I've, yeah, that's so important what you said. And I, I actually have a follow-up question around that. So you mentioned that you kind of like were relying on your sexuality to, you know, kind of get that validation from men. I was just wondering, do you feel like you have other qualities that would attract a guy beyond your looks and sexuality? Absolutely. You know, even in my 20s, I was confident mm -hmm. and was a go-getter and, you know, just, you know, attracted people with, you know, sometimes I was clueless that mm -hmm. somebody was attracted to me. But um, now, um, obviously, almost being 60, and I had a lot of life experiences. And um, it, it has brought me to to a place where, number one, I love myself. I love what I do. I just started a new business three years ago, uh, a drone business, which is just totally not something I would have ever thought of. But I'm really proud of, of the progression and the determination that I have. Uh, I'm writing a book, which I never thought again in my 20s mm -hmm. I would have to do. So, yeah, I love it. And, and I will say that throughout my marriage, I was a nurturer. And so one of the things that I find I'm doing again is, is, is wanting to be a nurturer. And I've really had to hold the reins on that a little bit because I, I've been taking care of my family for 24 years and it very involved and, you know, and, and I'm very proud of what I did, but I don't want to be, uh, running everything this time. I don't want to be mm -hmm. 100% in control because a nurturer, they, they nurture people, they nurture their, their loved ones. They give it their all. But, but I would say when we do that, we do expect something in return. And when we don't receive oh. that validation that our, our efforts are appreciated, 
I believe that that's when you're like, I'm out, you know, I've done this for 10 years or whatever. I see a lot of my, my girlfriends and, and, and some of the men say, you know, I've done everything. I, you know, I, I, I take care of the family. I work full time. I put mm. so much effort and I don't even get a thank you. So getting, getting to, to where I'm at now, I, I don't want to give my all. I don't want to be a nurturer. Now I can give my, you know, I can still show somebody that I love them. I believe, I think that, you know, learning those love languages. I mean, it really does have some substance in regards to what it really means to feel loved. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't want to give my all a hundred percent. I want it to be 50, 50, you know, in regards to that. Um, I want to be nurtured. I want to be loved. I want to, I want somebody to show me that they love me and not just, you know, a one-way street. Does that make sense, Kim? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, well, I, I'm kind of smiling right now because, and, and just to, like full disclosure here, Maggie and I had a conversation right before we hopped on <laughs> and we were talking about that, right? Like you were asking, right. well, what kind of questions can you ask me to help you get to the topic? And just even that question was like that sense of, well, I want to take care of you, you know, like I want to help you. And, you know, I think sometimes like this is going to be your default button, right? Cause you're so good at being that nurturer. And, you know, like you said, it can feel like having that sense of control, but at what point do you relinquish that and really allow yourself to receive? And that gets really hard for over what I call over caretakers, you know, because what you, right. what you want, you also kind of fear and you might like jump in because that's where your confidence lives. Cause you're like maybe worried that you're not going to get it anyway. So you just kind of jump in for that. But to your point, in the end, you feel depleted because then no one's there for you. Yeah, you you, you don't get that appreciation or, or that validation that you're seeking. Um, yeah. One of the things that I've really grown into um, is realizing the validation the validation that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking for it outside of myself, I need to give my validation to myself. In other words, I need uh-huh. to say you are. Yes. Uh, you know. Speak, talking to myself, I am worthy. Worthy. I am wonderful. I am creative. I, um, I'm, I'm sexy. I'm, you know, uh, I am a an amazing catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I need to say that to myself. I don't, you know, instead of speaking, okay, do you, do you like me? You know, like when you're on a date and you think, oh, does he like me? Um, no, does he like what I'm wearing? Does he think I'm fat? Does he think I'm skinny? Does he think that I'm smart? Now I'm realizing that. When I'm on a date, I'm more present and think to myself, how do I feel with this guy? You know, does he make yes. me, you know, do I feel good with him? Does he make, do, do we laugh? Do I relate? Are we relatable? Is the conversation easy? All those things that I never thought about when I was in my 20s. Now I'm starting to think this is important. If I'm not happy, if all I'm doing is trying to um, dress for him or mm-hmm. have uh, intelligent conversation. So he'll like me. All of those things that I used to have anxiety about, right? I'm learning and I'm not saying I'm perfect. This is still, this is still something that I'm practicing because boy, you know, you get into those, you get into those places where, okay, I've done this for years and this is not worked or worked, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, but I've been doing this for years. So this is different for me. This is a change for me. So I'm, you know, really realizing that, um, not that I don't, not that I don't care what I look like. I do, but I want to dress for the date for myself, not for him. I want to, you know, I want to talk to him because I want to find out what his interests are. And, you know, uh, I know that there's, I haven't even done a lot of research, but there's a lot of things out there, resources that say, Hey, these are the questions you ask on a date. I almost feel like I'm interviewing them. And I, and, and again, I need to hold back a little bit of that too, because uh, yes. I need to give him an opportunity to talk. To talk Cause obviously I like to talk. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. I, 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 you know, and I don't even know what your question was. I'm so sorry, but what I'm just trying to say is that it is, I'm evolving and I, you know, I am trying to be more present and I'm trying to be more aware of how I feel, not how they feel about me. 
Yeah. I love that you're like cracking the code for yourself, so to speak. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to hear it unravel, like even as you're talking and, you know, this is new and, and because of that, there might be a little bit of rub with the attraction factor for the guys. Cause you're used to being attracted in a different way. Right. And it sounds like also, you're doing a lot of what I call shape-shifting, you know, that you mm-hmm. would kind of mold into what you know the guy wants of you and what they like of you so that you can give them a good date so that they find you attractive, right? Like, you know how to do that. Like, that's easy for you. Oh, I'm the runaway bride, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> that movie where she, every every guy she was engaged to, she conformed to what they liked and what, you know, it wasn't about her. It was all about him. And so that's yes. what I've played out for so many years and was playing out in the beginning after, after, um, I lost my husband. It was all about what can I do to, you know, throw the reel in and pull him in. And it's, it was all about, you know, just conforming to what he wanted. So I'd listen to what he wanted and then I would give it to him. And that's nurturing, you know, mm-hmm. pleasing, a pleaser, yes. a pleaser. And that's from the beginning. I know that my, I, I grew up in an Irish Catholic family and eight, eight kids and my father was very critical. And so I always looked out to, okay, what can I do to please him? What can I do to make him happy? And it trans, you know, it transcend into, into my relationships I've noticed. You you just nailed it for yourself, like kind of like where, <laughs> where it comes from, you know, because right. I always say like they're default buttons and we always go back to the default. But think about that too, Maggie, and that that's where your confidence lives too, because you learned at a very young age that, well, you know, if I do this, maybe I'll get the love, you know, like you right. kind of had that constant, you know, recording. and. What happened then when you did try to like please dad? Would he then praise you? Would he give no. you that love? No. Uh-huh. No, it was all criticism. And I had an aha moment. And I this aha moment happened, I think, around um, 40. Mm-hmm. And he came to visit and he was very critical of how I was raising my, my, my children. And, and, you know, my house wasn't clean enough and everything. And and I had a ha ha moment. Um, I'm 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 very spiritual, and um, I, mm-hmm. I believe in God. And I realized um, that um, truly, the God, my Father, is the is God the Father, and He He made me perfect, and 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 He loves me. I feel I feel feel very content that God the Father loves me, and so I thought. You know, if there's anyone, is anyone to follow and to try to live an example would be God the Father. That, you know, my dad is my biological dad here on earth, but he's not the ultimate father. And and, and really that gave me that, that release that I needed, that I didn't need to please my father here on earth. But as long as I please God the Father, then I'm good. I'm golden. <laughs> and that really helped. It really helps. And I'll tell you to this day, my father is still very critical. Um, and I'm okay with that because that's, that's, that's his, that's his baggage, not mine. Yes. And you know, that really, really helped. That's. But I'll tell you, I'm not perfect. Once in a while, I'll, I'll go and try to do something uh, to please him, to make him happy. And then he disappoints me. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that's kind of what I expected, you know, just knowing that my um, expectations need to be lowered. And, and, that, and that's okay. Well, I actually would challenge you on that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, go ahead. Please. Yeah, um, that, that it's not okay, that you deserve more. And I think that's part of, I think, a little bit of what's going on with you mm. is that you are accepting crumbs, thinking that, well, it'll be just good enough and that's okay. And I just wonder if you looked at everything where, hey, you know what? The crumbs aren't enough and that I deserve the mm-hmm. cake, quite honestly. And we can make it a healthy cake, by the way. It doesn't have to be because we already went through <laughs> the McDonald's. <laughs> right? yes. We could do like a vegan cake or whatever it is. But, um, you know, I think that 
there was a pattern that got set up for you where there's expectations around, well, I'm not going to get that much anyway, so I'm just going to do it myself kind of thing, or I'll get it in another way. And I think if you flip the script and say, no, you know what, Mm -hmm. I, I deserve more and that I can have more and it can be different, but it's hard when you haven't experienced it. Cause like to your point, that's all, you know, you know, that dynamic of giving, 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 and not only not getting anything back in return, but then getting criticized on top of it. So, so I think, you know, you're at the point of kind of like, well, how do I do that? Kind of, you know, it's like you, it sounds like you've made a lot of connections for yourself and you've tried some really great things. And now's the opportunity to really like implement some, you know, actionables as I call them to start like thinking about how you can feel differently with these guys. And wow. so I think, when you say that, yeah. I think about you, you, I think you're absolutely, um, that point on this, mm. but you know, uh, on the, on, on that, when, when I was hearing you talk, my first reaction was, well, Kim, I'm 60. I mean, how much more time do I have to put into this? Uh-huh. You know, maybe I'm settling because I think that there, you know, I don't have a lot of time. I want to be in a relationship. I, I want to live my life with, you know, a, a partner. I want to, you know, wake up and, and share, you know, share my day with, with my partner, blah, blah, blah. So I better take what, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like when you're eating at a table with eight children, you just take what you can get. (laughs) Uh So I think you're right. I think you're, you're really um, opening my eyes to something I never considered. I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling that right now. Cause even like your energy, even on the call, it feels like you're trying to get everything in and doing, doing, like you have this energizing bunny energy, which is (laughs) beautiful and wonderful. I just get the sense from you. Like I, I would love for you to just breathe. Yeah, because it's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. You know, when you're talking about the energy bunny, what happens when you drain, you you just go, 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 go. Well, for me, um, uh, I go, 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 go. And then I'm exhausted. And then I just have to shut the door and I don't want to talk to anyone. I just need to rest and, uh, understanding and being a little bit more. Well, that's what I was saying. Present. Cause when you're present, you're not in such a rush. Yes. But I just haven't found that um, perfect recipe to make that vegan cake, Kim. <laughs> yes, I, I would love to give you some ingredients, actually, about yes, that, right? Please. Like, I, you know, obviously to ac- actually bake and cook it and all that, you know, that might take some time to to master. And I'm obviously here for mm-hmm. you if you want to do that. But no, I, I, I think that you, and this is almost an oxymoron that I'm about to say in efforts of you feeling like you don't want to waste any more time because you're 60, like you're, you're like, like rushing, 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 going, 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 you know, but, but in effort to, you know, not waste the time, you're actually wasting time because you're not being present. Yeah. And I think when you're in that state and you're not breathing, you're also not allowing to be in that receiving mode. Oh my gosh, you're so, you're so right. You're so right. Will you say that one more time? When you're going, 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 and you are so busy being busy, I'm saying it in a little bit different way. I just want you to hear and everyone to hear that you're not allowing enough time and space to be in the receiving. By you giving, 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 you're not allowing to be in the receiving. Yeah. I, I honestly, my first, my first thought when you said that is, am I worthy of receiving? Am I really worthy? You know, maybe, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, Go on. What, what's coming on up? Yeah. What's coming up for you? A lot. A lot. Um, you know, I uh, I struggled uh, at the end with my husband, uh, and um, I 
I feel guilty about um, other things that are, are pretty personal, but I you know, lost mm. a daughter mm. at 17 with cystic fibrosis. And did I do enough? Did I, did I, did I allow her to, to do things that maybe would have caused her to die earlier? Um, because it was a lot of the breathing. You talk about breathing. I can so relate to that because she struggled with being able to take her last, her breaths, you know, at the end because her, her um, lung, you know, her lungs just deteriorated from all the, all the infections and, and pneumonia that she had. And, you know, I was the main caretaker, by the way. So there was a lot that was on my plate in regards to making sure she had her medicines, make sure she had her breathing treatments, make sure she had her IVs with her antibiotics. And then when she was free of that, she would go riding and she would be outside, but she'd be in a dirty barn and she would be, you know, with dirty, you know, animals that just collect dirt and, you know, and, and, and at the same time, um, that that that's my critical self, you know. Saying, did I do enough? Could I have, could I have done more so she would could have lived longer? And then my husband, you know, he he, when she passed away at seventeen, um, he just never was his self. He also had a lot of guilt about what we could have done to to have you know convinced the doctors that they needed to do a lung transplant a lot earlier or so. And 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 really, uh, it. Uh, it caused him to not be present and caused an accident, a car accident that he, that he was, you know, immediately um, killed. So now I feel guilty because now I, you know, um, I didn't address his needs the three years he was alive uh, enough. I mean, we both were in a desperate grieving, but still um, there's a lot of guilt there. (laughs) So, you know, am I really worthy of somebody that, that is loving and, and really, um, I don't know, just, yeah. just a good person, you know? Um, wow. Yeah. Mm. Maggie, <clears throat> thank, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's, um, I mean, I am feeling you so much right now and I think that everyone listening is too, and really like, and I'm so happy we're recording this because I hope, and this could be just like a tangible thing for you to really like reflect on this and listen to this when you're finding yourself running, running, running in order to almost like avoid really what, what that is. And because there is this inherent kind of self-worth, am I good enough? Did I do enough? message that keeps coming up for you. And I think until you really look at that, address it and do things to, you know, work on that worth piece, that's when you're going to be able to slow down and receive that, that somebody who does think you're worthy and who can be that loving person that, that I think you're looking for, but you're also scared that you're not going to find it, you know? So it's like that tug of war I think you're in right now. I am. And it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm doing this dance on the stage mm-hmm. and I just need that validation that look at me, look at me, all these yeah. things that I'm doing, I can sing, I can dance, I can act and, and, you know, and I'm, I look beautiful and all of that. Um, I feel like that's what I'm doing, even with my business, you know, look at me, I'm self, you know, self, you know, I'm a CEO and look at mm-hmm. me, I'm, I'm an artist, look at me, I'm, you know, uh, a speaker or a moderator and, and people are search, you know, asking me to speak on, on behalf of, you know, certain, certain, um, arenas, look at, you know, and I'm so busy doing that, that I don't pay attention to, um, I'm, I'm not, like you said, I haven't slowed down. Mm-hmm. If anything, I probably have speeded up since, since, um, since the, uh, you know, I've lost my family, yeah. uh, my immediate family. So that, that resonates so much, Kim. It does. Mm-hmm. And even though I think, and I talk, oh, I, you know, I, I am talented and I am this. And, and not that I don't believe it, but I still think I'm talking about it to convince myself. Yes. Yes. And yeah, Mm -hmm. as, as opposed to really, truly, truly believing it. And, 
Well, the yeah, belief. I mean, it has a, yes. You've given me a lot to think about. Absolutely. Awesome. And I do want to leave you with some actionables too on top of it so that you can start, you know, doing some things different to start feeling a different way on, on dates. And, you know, I think on top, and that's why at the very top of the call, I asked you like, are, are there other things beyond your attractiveness and sexuality that you like? And you said, oh yeah, I'm this, I'm that, I'm do this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think you're defining your self-worth of what you do rather than who you yes. are. Wow. Yeah. Do you know, I, I mean, I can relate and, and I hope other people are listening can relate. You know, it's just like, was I good enough mother? Was I a good enough yeah. wife? Was I a good enough employer? Was I, you know, was I good at, you know, did I do enough for the community? But, you know, all of that, again, is, you know, seeking validation. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I think that... That's one way of getting validated for sure. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we all need to be praised and and have people like commend us for accomplishments. I mean, that feels good. And and for you, you're constantly reaching, trying to reach that because dad never was able to give it to you. It's your quest, right? Like you're in that constant quest. And it's like that, you know kind of metaphor of putting in a quarter of a gumball machine and the quarter just keeps coming out. Like, and you keep putting it in and putting it in. Well, my gumball come out. Well, my gumball come out. And it's just the, you know, so it's like maddening for you, but at the same time, you don't even realize you're doing it. So by slowing down, you're, you're going to do that. So I just want to circle back to why this all had unraveled from the very like first topic of chemistry. It's interesting, right? Like how we got here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is so common that when you rely on these external factors to fill yourself up, the way you're going at dating and attraction and, and the chemistry that you're relying on is kind of outside yourself. And so the more that you can yet kind of rely on being good enough and your self-worth and who you are rather than what you make someone else feel, it's going to kind of flip the script for you. It might take work Mm -hmm. and you might not be like interested in these guys in the beginning, but I promise you, if you kind of stick at it and you start doing some of the work within, you're going to feel a difference. The first thing I would definitely say is slow down, slow down, you know, like, and, and that's an everything like in your body. You know, like, I don't know if you do um, meditation or if you do yoga or even just like sit and just sit for the, for no other reason, but just to sit, <laughs> you know, like, I know that's I'm trying. Weird. Yeah. I think when somebody talks about meditation, my, my mind goes, well, but, but I got so much going in my mind and my head, you know, right. all my lists to do, to do, to do. And do you have any tricks in regards to slowing down. I mean, yes. when you think that, you know, meditation, I know, you know, it's, oh, that's practical, but I don't have time to practice because I've got this and this and this and this to do. Right. And so when I hear that, that means that it, you're not comfortable also just um, using like silence and that kind of mindset as a priority for right. you, that you're putting right. other things as a priority. And so, you know, one of the things that I do with people is create just like a, a calendar. You know, I know that sounds so simplistic, but I mean, I would build into your, you know, day, just like you do your business meetings, that like silence time you know, or slow down time. And within that slow down time, what can you do? And, you know, look, I, there's all kinds of meditation and not one size fits all. I truly believe that. Like there's some people who go to meditation centers and they're, they love it. And there's a whole community Mm -hmm. of people who do that. Um, there are, there are apps like breathe that you could do. And it literally takes five minutes, you know, so for people on the go, like that's good. Um, it could be while you're exercising and you could be like in a meditative state while you're exercising. So, but I think the point for you is really putting yourself first and carving out that time and using it as a priority. Like the way I see it, Maggie, like, I think this is first on your list. I can hear it in your energy, your voice, your history, like Mm -hmm. slowing down should be number one for you. 
I do like painting and I find that that's my thing. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe you can meditate while you're painting. Yeah, that and uh, gardening. And that was another thing that I've really, you know, in the past have really enjoyed or riding a horse. Yeah. Like, you know, it still has movement to it, but I think any time that you're just more intentional with it and, and you're not like talking, you're not like caretaking, you're not doing anything, but it's just like you time, right? And, and it yes, is something yes. that's slower. Um, the other thing is you can slow down with communication. Now, for dates and even like your DMs exchanges, I really mm-hmm. want you to practice just like listening. And just breathing and not having to do the the dog and pony show so much. Like, I want you... <laughs> but I'm so good at that, Kim. <laughs> I know. And let them see all that awesomeness that you have later. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but they have to earn that from you, Maggie. Like, don't give the show right from the beginning. I know you can do that, but then you're also giving your power away by doing that. And you're not letting these guys earn you. Then that's where the crumbs come in. So I, I like you walk in that room and you're, you, you're slow and intentional. And I want you to have that like frame of mind of I'm queen bee. And what do you got for me? (laughs) Not what I have for you, but what do you got for me, buddy? Right. And, and you can do that even with the way that you have conversations. Like I have this whole social engagement formula that I teach people where they really understand how to move a conversation that's more factual driven into something that's more heartfelt and depending on the person and what they're struggling with, like for you, it's just, you know, listening more and just kind of, I know you know how to talk. But I want to see like how these guys really treat you. And so when you say something, allow room for them to respond to. Are they following up with you on things that you're sharing about? Are you just like uncomfortable with that space? And then you're just going and not allowing for them to really like admire this piece of you. I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think, wait, she's listening. I love this. (laughs) Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then the third I I mean, just to just, just, I was just thinking about this date I had last week and I talked, I think through the whole, the whole time I did the talking and I would, you know, like ask him a question and then I would, Oh yeah. You know, I can relate to that. Cause I've applied it to this and this and this and this, you know, he's in construction. So I was talking to him about how, you know, CAD works and all this stuff. It, it, it's just like, you know, I really didn't give him an opportunity to talk. Yeah. I did it. Holy you're, cow. I did it. Maggie, I think like you're doing, you're being the sales on it. Like you're, you're doing the sales yes. job. Like let them sell yes. to you. I'm sorry. You're the customer. Mm-hmm. What do they got? What do they got for you? Yeah. And then the final thing, and this is more like a strength exercise, is that, mm-hmm. you know, I love kind of breaking it down into different areas. And I've mentioned this on different podcasts before, but I, in your case, it's just so relevant to just like, you know, in, in four categories, I would love for you to write at least three things you love about yourself. One is your personality. Two are your strengths and skills. Three is your physicality. And four, what you offer in a relationship. What is your, you know, gifts in all of these areas? And then you can create what I call a brag book from there. And every single day, Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to just brag on yourself, you know, like building on those lists. What are you, you know, and not just for what you do. I mean, those are your talents and skills, but like who you are inherently as a person. I mean, Maggie, I've hardly gotten to know you and what I know of you, I just love. And I, and it's not even what you do. Like I, I just, your, your personality or your person is just so wonderful. And I I really want you to lead with that more. Lead with my personality and not my talents. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Your talents are great. I mean, people will, it's just a bonus point, right? Like mm-hmm. in my mind, but, but it's, that's, I think why maybe you've been, 
you kind of used as a trophy because you set yourself up that way. Look at all I can do. I'm the trophy. Right. But yeah, you're, you're more than that, but you got to lead <laughs> with that. That's going to take practice. It's, it's, it does. It's, I'm hearing you and you have such amazing insight and, you know, uh, thinking that I am worldly, right? And I know, I know so much now that I'm almost 60, but you've really put it in a, in the terms that I would never have considered unless I had talked to you about this. Mm. Well, Maggie, so I'm, thank you. You're, you're, so I'm very grateful. I, I truly am grateful because, you know, the one thing uh, I do, do enjoy is learning and mm-hmm. I will continue to learn till I die. Um, so I'm open, I'm open to, I'm open to this. I'm open to work and I'm open to, you know, do trying to do meditation in, in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not the first person that told me to, to write a calendar mm-hmm. because I, you know, I am so busy with everything that sometimes I, I'm so busy thinking about everything that I don't get everything done. And yet when I do accomplish, you know, and finish something, I feel so much better. And I, you know, it, it's, it's such a, a stress release is, you know, okay, I got this done. Now I can move on, but it's about, you know, staying organized because, you know, living with a family, taking care of a family is always chaotic. Oh, you know, yeah. you have children and a husband and work and, you know, all those things that you have to coordinate. And it's just like, you know, just, just take care of what's in front of you, you know, mm-hmm. take care of this, take care of that. And then, you know, you're trying to do that, but then then you're pulled this way with the kids or you're pulled this way with your husband or you're pulled this way because the maintenance guy didn't show up and your, you know, your washing machine went out and, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so on. And so when you, you know, you just, what's the word you just, you, you just fly with the, you know, uh, what is that word that uh, you just, fly on the seat of your pants or something like that. That's that's basically what I did. And especially with chronically ill child. And then I had uh, a ranch, I had 24 horses and, Mm. and, you know, a a husband with a a huge career and, and then, you know, trying to to do my career or my arts and take care of a family. It was always something. And, and, and I still feel like I'm okay. So I feel like my body's still thinking I need to do all that. But yeah. you're right. I don't. I'm now that I now that I'm at the age where I I don't have you know children to take care of a husband or you know a big ranch, um. But yet my body still is reacting like I do. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and you're just used to that. And 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 mm-hmm. like you said, you know, you you get to the point where you're almost like numb, right? You just numb out, and you just keep going, 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 going. It's also yeah. a way of coping because when you stand still, hundred percent, right? Like when you stand still, you have to sit with your feelings, and that also doesn't feel good. And so, I would also challenge you with looking at that too. That when you're standing still, to be okay with feeling what you're feeling mm. and that, well, you know, uh, if I did that, then I would be thinking about all my, you know, my daughter and my husband that yeah. died. And it's scary to have those feelings of, of, of pain. I mean, it's very painful to lose family members and very, very painful to come to the terms that they are gone and very painful to come to the terms that, you know, did I do enough or didn't I? And so maybe that's why I'm always still in a rush because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to feel the sorrow and the loss. I just want to stay busy on that stage so I don't have to be off the stage and live day-to-day living, you know, the reality of life. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking out loud, you know. I, just- I I'm No, I love <laughs> it. I love it. And I, I think that these are really like, big points for yourself, you know, and just as you're, it it is scary to feel that. And that's why I think a container of it would be really powerful for you, which is why I go back to the calendar. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm a container to allow myself to feel these things and stand still and know that I'll be okay after that release will actually really help you. And, and then I'll also help you slow down so that you're not like so depleted and, and yeah, ragged kind of thing. It is, it is hard. Yeah, it is so hard. And I think though, once you get into the flow of it and you're, you're gonna just, 
I think you'll feel more relaxed too. I agree. Are you sure your name isn't Barbara Walters? Because you're about to make me cry. <laughs> I've, I've been known to do that. And it's only because I like, and it's not that I um, have a crystal ball or anything like that. It's just I've been doing this so long and that mm-hmm. you're so not alone. You're so not alone mm-hmm. in this. And that it's such a common thing. And I'll make one more connection with you. And then I know we have to wrap up is that by leading with the sexuality mm-hmm. that's another drug it's another adrenaline yeah. rush just like your busyness so you're going to mm-hmm. be attracted to that because guess what that's so much easier it's that instant gratification that feel good drug that we all love but then it's the mcdonald's in the end yeah I do realize that i i i i i have really pulled myself back from that, uh, you know, just that instant gratification, you know, oh my gosh, he just thinks I'm so, again, so wonderful because, you know, I'm so wonderful in bed. (laughs) And you're wonderful and And so many ways, Maggie, mm -hmm. like that's, and that's your journey, you know, so anyway, uh, well, I. Your insight has been so great. And speaking of gifts, uh, you know, you do have the gift of insight. You have a gift of, you know, really, you know, going under the covers, you know, so to speak, you know, and, and really seeing or, or peeling that onion. So you really see the core of what, you know, what is going on. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you you know, I can apply this to, to everything in life, not just, you know, find, finding the right partner, but really just finding myself. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. Uh, just invaluable information, Kim. Thank you. Maggie, you're so welcome. You're such a light. And thank you for just being vulnerable and sharing what you did, because I really think it's going to not only help you, but others too listening. So, uh, all right. Well, again, thanks for joining me today for you listening. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, of course, go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're listening to this and you realize, yeah, like I really relate to this and you want to crack the code on creating your attraction factor and uncover some things like we did with Maggie, both on emotional and physical chemistry level. I have two opportunities for you, actually. First, you can hop on a free call with me anytime, personally, by just clicking on a link you see in the show notes and book it. Second, if you haven't heard already, I have my very first masterclass for men and women. Finally, I'm putting you all in the room together. It's time. Um, And I'm actually going to be talking about the topic of how to create chemistry when dating, and it's coming up May 17th. So I don't have a link for that to sign up specifically, but seats are limited. And if you want to be on the priority list, then you can sign up for free on the link that you see in the show notes. And that's going to hold your spot, basically. It will be, you know, kind of first come, first serve. So if you sign up for, you know, the priority list, then you will be, um, you know, you'll be able to sign up first. Anyway, until then, stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 